Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The word epiphany means manifestation. And during the epiphany season, Jesus Christ is manifesting or showing himself to the world to be God. Now, in today's Gospel reading, it seems as if the manifestation is more about you than about Christ. There are three sections in the Gospel reading, and in each one, Jesus talks about you. You are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, and then he mentions your righteousness. Now, if you've been around St. John long enough, you know things are not about you. Your salvation is not about you, but about Christ. And the Christian life is not about you, but about your neighbor. So what is going on here? Let's focus in on the middle section, the one about light. Jesus says you are the light of the world. But Jesus also says in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12, that he is the light of the world. So there are two lights, yours and Christ's. Well, the temptation is to have two separate lights, but Jesus is actually showing us today that there is one light that is distinguishable in two ways. Jesus is the light of the world. That means he is the source of light. And his light shines on the church, revealing his presence among us, his love for us, his mercy, and his forgiveness. Now, with Jesus present, shining God's light and love on you, you as the church then become the light. Imagine it this way. Jesus is the sun that's in the sky. And the church, you are the moon. Now, on a clear night with a full moon, there is so much light from the moon that you can actually see your shadow. Now, you can marvel at the light coming from the moon, but you actually are marveling at the sun's light. The moon's bright. It does shine light. But its light isn't actually separated from the sun's. But it is distinguishable. Martin Luther actually talked about this, or this, used the same line of thinking when he would talk about how you rightly praise the saints. In a sermon 
well, actually, Luther knew, of course, all glory goes to God. But he actually taught that God is honored in his people. So from a sermon from 1523, he preached that you can rightly praise saints, like the Blessed Virgin Mary or St. Paul, because of God's grace in them. He says, when you rightly praise the saints, that means praise their faith, their good works, if you rightly praise them, you actually are rightly praising God's grace in them. Which means then you can actually distinguish a saint's faith and good works from Christ. But you can never separate them. Because when you separate them, you turn the saint into an idol. Well, today, Jesus' manifestation of himself, his epiphany, is in his people. It is in you. Now, the good news about Jesus Christ is that he died and rose again for you so that he would forgive your sins, give you his life so that you can live eternally in God's presence in heaven. This for you means that there is actually a real, real you that Christ saves. Now, that might seem too obvious, and you might be wondering why I'm even mentioning this. But what would it mean for Christ to die for you without you? But since you are saved by Christ, this means you are something. You are whatever Christ chooses you to be. And when Jesus gives his light to you, that means you are the light of the world. But, as you are the light of the world, you always and forever will remain receivers of his light. So our light is distinguishable from his light, but we can never, ever be separated from his light. Now, guilt and shame tries its best to actually separate us from that light. Guilt and shame tries its best to cause us to see ourselves differently than what Christ tells us. Because of your past, you might see yourself primarily as a sinner, or exclusively as a sinner. And while it might seem very pious to confess this, if you remain only a sinner, your confession turns into something diabolical, diabolically sinful because you've actually separated yourself from Christ and what he calls you. The same would be true, though, of course, for those who have confidence in their own good works. You also have separated yourself from Christ, thinking you alone are the light of the world. However, if you distinguish yourself from Christ, that is, his work on the cross, from the work that he's doing in you, but never separating them, you will be according to what Christ says. You are the light of the world, and your good works shine so that people glorify God. Your light shines, and people marvel that God is alive in the world. And that is precisely why God epiphanies himself in you, because he is alive in humanity. 
Jesus Christ shows that God has never separated himself from us. But rather, he's always been close. Alive in you, shining through you, always with you, and never against you. Now, some of us do give in to the temptation to separate from Christ by denying that Jesus is the light of the world or by denying our status as the light of the world. But as baptized people of God, we seek forgiveness and are always welcomed into the light, the light of Christ, so that we might live in that light. So today we rejoice. You are the light of the world because Christ is the light of the world, never separating, but always distinguishing, always distinguishable so that you are who Christ says you are, while others glorify God for it. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.